everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. My name is Iman, and I'm joined by Yasmin and Kelsey. And we also have a very special guest, Jay Skeets of No Dogs. What's up, How's it going? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is very exciting. I have been such a, like, I've been listening to you since I was in high school, and I was in high school a long time ago. So <laughs> I've been a Thank very... you. I think that makes me feel <laughs> super old, but uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to you guys for a very long time, so I'm very excited to have you here. I, I appreciate it. You know what, uh, I, and I, I gave you guys a shout out recently, so congrats on, uh, the, on your come up. I, I'm seeing you guys everywhere, so uh, keep at it. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I heard... I, I, you shouted out the Raptors group chat, and I was like, that's Jay Skeets. And then I saw, I listened to the pod, and I was like, that's Jay Skeets again. <laughs> I see you guys, you're, you like, there's so many of you. My Twitter feed is like all of you all the time. So, uh, you know, there's power in numbers. But uh, no, you guys are doing fantastic work. So, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. That was our plan. Just saturate the market. <laughs> God, it's, it's a slick plan. <laughs> It works. It works. Speaking of saturating the market, we want to plug some of the other things that are happening Dishes and Dimes right now. If you are not yet a Patreon, please subscribe to the Patreon. I did a long-form story on Bison Dele. Took a lot of research. It was a true crime pod, which I love to do. Mix in with an NBA story, Bison Dele's. Me and Sidra were on that, so check that out on our Patreon. And also coming up next week on Saturday, Halloween, we've got our spooky fiesta. That is a Zoom party because nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> so put your costumes on and join us for a Halloween party. Extra points for a uh, NBA-themed Halloween costume. <laughs> I haven't mm. thought about how I'm going to, like, because I have a costume already. And I don't know how I'm going to make it NBA-related. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Any I, ideas? Like, yeah, Any I, ideas, should, I should Kelsey? go to like the pun generals over here and just be like, here's my costume, guys. How do I, how do I turn this into an NBA pun? Yeah, we would give you 100 options uh, <laughs> in, in like three minutes because that's all we did. We did, we did a lot of NBA-themed um, uh, costumes Halloween. when we yeah. were the starters. We did one every year, I think. We would have like, we did like a Star Wars NBA Halloween theme. We did, a, I think we did an Austin Powers one, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, personally, I think still my favorite for me um was the first year i think it was the first year i was just straight up jj dedic so i was jj reddick <laughs> as a zombie and it like uh i know we had like this incredible makeup artist and i just looked badass i was like this might be my best halloween costume ever so i think that was my favorite because then i got some really crappy ones i was austin rivers powers and i was like <laughs> first off i looked like a dork as austin powers and then who wants to be austin rivers on top of that <laughs> And, uh, and then I was, I was CP3O, so Chris Paul as C3PO, but I was oh, like good. straight up mask, so it wasn't as cool. Um, and I think I was Scary Payton one year too, Freddy Krueger with Gary Payton, that one was okay. But uh, again, we've done this, we did this like five or six years in a row, so I can help with your NBA themed uh, costume <laughs> ideas, but I love the Zoom idea, that's that. a great call. I mean, no one's going anywhere. You no, gotta stay no. in. Cases have hit past a thousand in Ontario, guys. Stay your butts at home, please. Yikes. Yeah, I'm never coming home. I'm obviously from Canada. Um, <laughs> I'm from Stratford specifically. I actually, like, recently, it only just hit me where I started to get a little depressed because I was like, I think it's because we hit the off season with the NBA, and this is yeah. when obviously my wife and I we would travel home, see family, holidays coming up, and it's like, Oh, we're not going anywhere. Like we, yeah. Yeah. we technically could come home, of course, but then it's like quarantine, you know, for two weeks and then you're not even seeing family in that time. It's like, what's the point? So I think we're yeah. going to stay here. But I started getting really sad because like 
I have friends that have had kids that I've never seen in person. And my sister's about to have a kid this December. Oh, um, yeah. So who knows when I'll see that little baby. I mean, it's like, it's heavy stuff. It starts to like really hit me. I was like, I'm not trapped here by any means in Atlanta, but I'm like, wow, when am I ever coming home? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it probably be obviously later next year, hopefully, if, if all things somewhat turn around. But anyway, mm-hmm. I don't want to get all depressed here on the show and get us started. But uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Stay home and, and do a Zoom Halloween party is the best way. Yes. To, to Join tell. us. Yeah. Speaking of hoping things turn around, it kind of feels like the NBA is not expecting things to turn around because they're trying to start the NBA season on December 22nd, according to Sham Shrania of The Athletic. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about the NBA trying to move up that start date to December 22nd, possibly? I think that's crazy. Like, I thought uh, January uh, 18th, like MLK Day was the initial uh, report, and I thought that was ambitious. And then December 22nd, like prior to Christmas, that's insane to me. Like, I don't... I and and the thing is like when I first heard the uh, projected dates for when the league would return from the hiatus before I thought that was ambitious and then they actually ended up doing it so what we're hearing might actually end up being the actual start date for next season so um, I don't understand um, I don't quite understand the layout that they're hoping for Um, I've heard things about like mini bubbles or like having teams within their own divisions play each other repeatedly which is nightmarish for the Atlantic division so um, yes I I, I don't know how to feel about it yet but um, hopefully they execute it as well as they did with the NBA bubble um, in Orlando so that's I think that's the best way we can hope for I think it's dumb and not because <laughs> the cases or anything but because so you've had these guys at home for months and months with their families right and then three days before christmas it's like no daddy's not going to be here for christmas <laughs> now he has oh. to work like 365 other days of the year or 364 other days i don't know was it a leap year <laughs> and now this is like the one day that he has to go to work it's very unfair and very dumb yeah I think yeah. the pro t- the issue was um uh the um and the players association had an issue with the lack of downtime. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because this isn't official, but I'm with you that it's starting to feel like it's actually going to be the case. And I think that for a couple reasons. One, I also think it's dumb because I don't want to start <laughs> podcasting again. We just did like 350 shows in this last season, and we're gonna oh, have wow. a very quick turnaround if this is the case. But I think it is going to happen because the one thing that Sham said, and it's like the classic, like, look, money talks, right? He said, um, you know, the board of governors that they were told that the projected value for teams and players with an early start, December, let's say 22nd, versus a later date is more than a $500 million difference. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And why wouldn't it be? Then it's like, I'll be shocked if the players themselves don't even come around and say, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. The other part is like they do – I think they're like, because you can sort of trust the leadership of the NBA and they trust science, that they're wrapping their heads around the idea of like, we're not going to have fans. Like, we're yeah. not, you know, there was a time when we're like, oh, maybe fans will be there in March. And like, you know, like that seems so far-fetched now, as you said, yeah. we're getting like cases spiking again all over, you know, both North America, both in Canada and the States here. And it's like, I think the NBA is like, we're not getting fans. And so like, we got to just move ahead. Like that's not going to be an option. Maybe it is, maybe it is, but who cares right now? So it's like, let's just start as early as possible and basically write off, not write off, but like, let's just get this next season over in somewhat of a normal time frame Cause it sounds like it's going to be a 72 game season. If it does happen December 22nd, maybe no all-star weekend and all that. It's like, let's just get it over with, with the hope that the next season is a little more quote unquote normal, right. With fans with, when we have like, 
you know, vaccines and instant testing and all that. So I think this is going to happen as depressing as that is. I don't want to start in like, it's like 10 weeks, isn't it? It's like nine or 10 weeks. What's the free agency period going to be like with that? Like what, what do you get? Yeah, that's a, I mean, they don't, first of all, we don't even know when free agency is. Um, We know when the draft is, but we don't know when free agency is. I think Hollinger said that he assumes it'll be a week after the draft. That sounds right. So late November, early December, but then what, like when's training camp? Are there going to be preseason games? (laughs) I mean, that would be happening in about a month, uh, you know, a month and change. So it's so quick, but I understand it, I guess. If there's that much money to be lost and they're just like, there's going to be no fans. So forget that. Just get the damn season in. Then it sort of makes sense, even though it's, you know, not ideal for, you know, look, I like to have basketball back, but I'd like a little bit of a more of a break than that. Um, And I'm sure the players would too. Um, And you're right. What will free agency look like? It'll probably be a mess. I wonder if teams will be like a little more hesitant to make big moves um, because it's such a quick turnaround and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Should we do that? Eh, forget it. Put it off. So we'll see, I guess. Did you expect free agency to be um, pretty light this season anyway? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we just had um, John Schumann on who did like the most intriguing free agents um, for NBA.com. We somehow did an hour podcast on it, but we were joking at the end of it. Like that's not an intriguing list at all. (laughs) If we're being completely honest, like Fred Van Vliet is like the top guy. Yeah. I would say Daryl Morey might be like the biggest free agent on the market right now. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's like, I love Van Vliet, but like when he's the number one free agent, you're like, Oh, it isn't, it's an interesting class as it is. Um, Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be, especially when we don't know salary caps and all that, like some of these guys are going to get paid because like they have to be paid. You know, your Mm -hmm. team has to hit a certain percentage of your cap, but uh, I don't think it's going to be, yeah, I don't think it's going to be all that intriguing. Um, I really don't. And I don't think a lot of these guys will even move. I don't think Ingram's going to go anywhere. I think you're going to have guys like, you know, Hayward's going to be probably picking up his option anyway. So the Oladipo one's interesting. Van Vliet, if he can be stolen away by like obviously a Pistons or a Knicks, but there's not going to be, there's not going to be any big, big names moving. It's not going to be a huge, you know, upheaval with any of these teams. Now, you, you've mentioned two things in there that I thought, that I thought was interesting, but one that I want to talk about is what, what the Raptors do in that situation if, if the NBA does return on December 22nd. Because, of course, like the Jays and, and other Toronto teams that I don't pay attention to, but I'm sure that they have to play in American markets. Yeah. And I feel like the Raptors might have to do the same. There were some reports that they'd be playing in Louisville, but Josh Lewinberg of uh, TSN said that that's not going to be happening. So what do you think happens to the Raptors? I'm throwing that to everybody here. Um, if the season does resume on December 22nd. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll let you guys answer that. Being in Canada, you may have a better idea than I do of even like, can it happen realistically? Can the Raptors, you know, have teams come in? I, I guess my gut is that is ultimately what they'll get to just because of, I saw some report Not at the December board. 22nd. That's yeah, that yeah, great point. Maybe yeah. they'll have to start on the road for like a massive chunk of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, you guys tell me. That I makes no sense, clue. actually. Yeah. Um, I think that the only way that teams would be allowed to enter the country, first of all, I think Masai is pushing for some sort of exemption, which I don't think is going to happen. Mm. Um, but I do think that the only way um, it would happen is maybe a mid-season, some sort of rapid testing develops, like something that's really quick um, that allows for the border to reopen in its entirety. So not just for sports teams, but um, allows for more free travel because of some sort of rapid testing that can be administered mm. at airports and at the border. So. Um, I think that's the only way that we see other teams come to Toronto or the Raptors play in Toronto. So um, I think we should probably expect to see them play um, in the U.S. in some sort of like um, 
yeah, somewhere that hosts them uh, for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Host the Raptors and other teams that they play with. But if if they're doing some sort of divisional um, bubble thing, uh, we could probably expect for them to be in the upper East Mm -hmm. Coast, like not too far from the border anyways. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it uh, pans out. I think they should do the whole thing in Canada because we have it a little bit more under control, but that's probably not feasible either. I mean, I don't see the problem with them coming here if there's A, no fans, and B, they're traveling private. I, right. Yeah. It shouldn't be as much of an issue as it probably will be. If they're I just mean, straight from practice court to game back to private airplane, then there shouldn't really be an issue. Josh Lewenberg did say that the Raptors remain hopeful that they will be able to do it. I just don't see if in 2020 that that would be something that happens yeah. possibly in mm-hmm. 2021. Now, you did mention that there probably is not going to be an All-Star game. Right. But All-Stars do matter in terms mm-hmm. of contract negotiations, Hall of Fame talk. So what do you think – do you think that, like and, – and this is a question that actually I want to shout out Josh Hugh. Joshua Hugh actually tweeted this out earlier where he was asking, do you think that there will just be All-Star names? Like an all-star yeah. ballot that's released, but no game? Oh, yeah. I hadn't actually thought about the voting aspect. I was just in my head thinking they would just name yeah. the all-stars and say congratulations. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could still do it. You just have, you know, process. part of the fan vote and you have um, the players doing it too and the media. Yeah, they absolutely. If there is no all-star weekend, which I don't think there would be, I mean, that would be – that seems pure insanity if the whole idea is like, <laughs> hey, try, we're trying to keep people away sort of from each other and not bring them all together into one spot. So let's say there isn't, which is a bummer because I love All-Star Weekends. I'm sure you guys do as well. Um, I think they would just name teams, though, because you're right, it, for, for a couple of reasons. One, it's content. I mean, it's, it gets the NBA headlines. It gets people talking, debating, shows like yours, shows like ours. I mean, it's, it's gold to, for the NBA and, and everyone. So they'll do it. And, yeah, it does sort of matter a little bit. Um, it's weird. I think we almost worry about all-star selections more than all NBA selections a lot of the time when we talk Hall yeah. of Fame careers. And we've debated that on our show before. It's like, why do we do that? We're, we're talking about half of a season. And maybe just because all-star sounds cooler than all NBA. I don't know what it is. It's because but. Kyle Lowry gets, gets, you know, he gets landed on those all NBA votes. I'm all for all-stars mattering just for that point alone. Right, right. So I, <laughs> I think uh, to answer that was a long-winded way, long-winded, uh, way to say, yeah, they will name a team because it's just content gold for, for the most part and it does matter um and uh why and like why wouldn't they it's not going to be like a ton of work really you know they're going to have it all in place too here's the media voting here's the players voting and here's the fans voting if that's still how they do it i think that's correct right that is how yeah yeah, yeah. there's a split between all three um and so on on tuesday we talked about nate bjorkin uh taking over for nate mcmillan in indiana mm-hmm. um but since then Sam Van Gundy, our favorite tweeterer, tweeter mm. person, uh, has a job in the New Orleans Pelicans with the New Orleans Pelicans. And I wanted to throw it to everybody here. I, I listened to you guys talk about that on the latest No Dunks episode. Um, but to throw it to everybody here, what do you guys think about that move? I love it. I love Sam Van Gundy with a very, very young, raw team. I think that, you know, he's got he's got a lot to work with and a lot to offer at the same time. Like he's got, he's got Zion. He's got a very still young Brandon Ingram. He's got Nikhil Alexander Walker who should come to Canada, but that's a different story. (laughs) And I mean, I think there's a lot of potential for that relationship. I also think going back to, you know, Nate McMillan, Nate Bjorkren, I think that if we're going to see a very, very slow off season, a year under Nate Bjorken could be the deciding factor for Victor Oladipo if he's going to stay 
long term or jump ship. Mm-hmm. You so think they would? You think they would hold on to any? They would hold on to Oladipo before making any move to see yeah. if they can get Nate Bjorken to for, get him to buy into whatever system or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised with uh, Nate Bjorkren on uh, the Pacers just because, like, the Pacers are interesting because I feel like they just they have so many useful role players and they have, I think, like, adequate uh, star power for the East, at least, um, to be among, like, the top tier of the conference. Um, so I think having a coach that just emphasizes, like, more a more modern side of style of play so lots of threes lots of transition offense um you know he he was you know playing defenses under um you know creating plays under nick nurse so i i think that people are going to be pleasantly surprised with the fit um because i do think that um uh nate mcmillan was a little like old school compared to mm-hmm. um the rest of the conference so i think the conference that just um elevates like you know, innovation. I think the coaching of the Eastern Conference is just ridiculous right now. It's really good. So I think that this will kind of help them catch up. So I, I think people are going to be uh, pleasantly surprised. I like that it's a name that we weren't necessarily familiar with. Like, even right. though Nate was on the Raptors roster, I wasn't necessarily, like, I don't, I didn't know what he did until he, like, got the job and I started to read Blake Murphy and other people who were talking about him. Um, so, so I like that because I find that we often just get stuck with the same five names. Every yeah. single time there's a <laughs> change, but I kind of wanted to throw, throw it to Stan Van Gundy being one of them. Jeff exactly, Van Gundy being exactly. one of them. Exactly. But yeah. I, so I wanted to throw it to this tweet that I saw uh, where one assistant coach who's unnamed, this is by Hoop Type, who said, uh, one assistant coach said, it doesn't move the needle for me. A 61 year old non former player connecting with 20 year old Zion, 22 year old Lonzo Ball, and 23 year old Brandon Ingram wouldn't exactly be my move. Thought mm. they'd push harder for Jason Kidd personally. Now, <laughs> You can assume that it's not Jason Kidd who said Jason that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about that comment? Uh, it probably I mean, was him. Yeah, it probably <laughs> was Kidd. Uh, or his burner account or something. Yeah, yeah. burner something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. It's interesting. I, I mean, look, uh, I'll be honest, Stan Van Gundy's Twitter accounts opened my eyes to what I thought or didn't know about Stan Van Gundy, I guess, a little bit, right? Uh, He's definitely uh, very woke, uh, and I'm I'm on board (laughs) with Stan Van Gundy. It's only going to come down to me, like, immediately. What was surprising is that David Griffin and the Pelicans went with Stan Van Gundy because, to me, that said, we want to win right now. It's not Nate Bjorkren. It's who's, yeah, innovative and obviously could have a – he could be successful right away in Indiana, but – that is more of a bit of a long-term play, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, that's yeah. like, let's establish this new culture, this new identity, this new style of play, and let's move you know, down the road, which actually maybe, if anything, maybe it means they're going to move on from an Oladipo or a Turner, stuff like that. Yeah. It could, it could, who knows. But Stan Van Gundy, that says to me, like, no, we want to make the playoffs. We want to be good right now. We want to be like in the mix. Uh, maybe not like a title contender in year one, but hey, we want Zion and Brandon and these guys to start getting some Ws and getting some playoff reps. That's what I think a Sam Van Gundy coming in there means. So to do that, and he's done it before in, in previous stops, he just needs them to play defense. He's got to get these young guys to play above average defense because they're just bad. Uh, they were brutal in the bubble. Uh, but even if you write that off, they weren't great during the regular season. I think they were 21st overall. So they were below average. And, you know, a lot of that's effort. And then you teach the right scheme. And Van Gundy, I saw Dan Devine write about it. All of his teams, Stan Van Gundy's teams, uh, wherever he's been, yeah. They control the glass. They yep. keep opponents off the line. They take care of transition. They just like, they, they take care of the ball. They force turnovers. They force other teams to shoot 
bad shots, if you want to call them that. It's all these things that add up to like the classic. I said this on our podcast, like Stan Van Gundy is the ultimate, like don't beat yourself type of coach. Like just do all these little things right. And then we'll figure it out. Um, But just don't kill yourself. So take care of the ball and get back and all the, you know, just classic like coaching cliches, but it all adds up and it's true and gets you a lot of W's. So if he can get these guys to play some above average defense or even average, they'll be a really, I mean, they'll be close to a playoff team. The problem is the West is stacked, right? I mean, the Thunder fall out probably because Chris Paul won't be there, but who else? The Warriors are going to be in the mix likely, you know, I know there's injuries always come into play, but like, it's not a given the Pelicans are a playoff team right away. But I think that's what this hire sort of says. Like we should be, we should be right there. Yeah. They really should be a playoff team next year. Now, what are you most excited for next season? Wow. Um, that's a good question. I get, I'm excited uh, from a pure like podcaster. Just give me that straight up hook that content into my veins. Uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets experiment. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Because it's either, I mean, there'll the be collective no coaching experience. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, we got Amari in the mix now. That's a sort of recent news. He's joining the staff, uh, Nash's staff, um, as a development coach, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, he'll be drinking some wine, I'm sure, taking a red <laughs> wine bath. Um, it says, like, the Nets are going to be either incredible, probably, or a train wreck, right? Like, you know, it's... It'll be entertaining either way. Exactly. And that's all I want. I want them either to be, wow, this team, oh yeah, Kevin Durant, you maybe are the best player in the league. And oh, wow, Nash is like, whatever reason, like Steve Kerr, and he's just connects with these guys and can coach his ass. Like, who knows? And Kyrie, oh, he's he's got Kyrie playing a certain new style of basketball, whatever. Um, Or it will be obviously just a shit show. And, uh, you know, it will take a month and a half where people are subtweeting each other and, you know, things aren't going well. So I actually think it's going to go well. I, I believe Nash is a great communicator and uh, I think he can get these guys uh, to talented, talented guys in, in Durant and uh, Kyrie to play well, but it'll be great. So I guess I'm excited for that. What do you think is um, Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie? They were going to keep one. Who would you think? I would think they'll keep, I think they'd keep LeVert. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a better player personally. They're close. I like Dinwiddie. Um, I just think Dinwiddie in terms of fit, just because you can coming off the bench, <laughs> he's just a better playmaker in my opinion than like Karis Levert. Yeah. Although he did show it in the playoffs, Karis Levert kind of showed some great playmaking ability against the Raptors in the playoffs. There, Karis Karis Levert when has been when he's been healthy has had yeah. really good he's moments. So good. Oh, he, yeah. he dropped like thirty seven on the Raptors last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And even prior to that, like he had when he was healthy, like there was a stretch where people were like, "Wow, this guy might be a star. Like he might be there on his way there." But he's the problem is he never can stay healthy, so it's yeah. really infuriating. But yeah. um, yeah, I think I would just pick him still. I think he could yeah. find a role, still slot him in, no problem with uh, KD and Kyrie personally. But it's tough. I mean, they're both good players. They're they're. They're really good, like, third or fourth type of guys, I think, on a team, right, in theory. Definitely. So, I don't know if you can really go wrong. Uh, a Karis or, or Spencer? Pick if you were the Um, Because I just think that the Kyrie-Spencer-Dinwiddie partnership is just <laughs> a disaster waiting to happen. I, I didn't mean, take that. I didn't consider that at all. It's like two stars <laughs> colliding yeah. and then galaxy break. <laughs> Kyrie, so, like third eye open, like, let's do everything ourselves. And then Spencer did what he's like, no, the computers need to run the world. Right. So it's just, it's just not going to work. 
<laughs> I did not. Think oh, I love that. Spencer was okay. That's a that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah, Karis Levert's more just like yeah, man, whatever you say. Let's just. <laughs> <Yeah. play." laughs> now, do you have an anticipated sleeper team? Are you anticipating a sleeper team to come and surprise the rest of us next season? Mm, okay. Well, let me ask a question. A follow up question. Do you mean sleeper team as in like? Uh, the Grizzlies last year, like everybody thought they might be the worst team and then they get into the playoffs? Or do you mean a sleeper team like, I guess, like the Nuggets are like, uh, you know, a couple wins away of going to the finals? Like what, does it matter where I go, um, upper echelon, or just sort of like, oh, wow, we thought they'd be garbage and they're how actually about, a playoff team? How about whatever is like the more drastic yeah, um, the explosion? Biggest- like what, what is the one that's going to like really come left field? Wow. This is a really tough question. Uh, and, and I – Appreciate you giving me that one in advance because I was <laughs> I thinking was about it. With our odds, as soon as he answers this. No, no, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. I mean, I am always. I'm one of these stupid <laughs> suckers that are always thinking. I love De'Aaron Fox, so I'm always thinking the Kings oh, no. are oh, like no. <laughs> going to turn it around. I know, right? I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in whatever it is. Like, no, the 14, definition of insanity. Fourteen or fifteen years, <laughs> but I still love Fox, even when we cut the cut the locks there. Um, and they're going to probably move – I would assume they're going to move Buddy Hield, but who knows? Are they going to keep Bogdanovich? Are they going to keep Hield? It doesn't seem like they're going to keep both of them. I still like Bagley, um, or I still see potential in him. Give me the Kings, as dumb as it is. Um, <laughs> to, but I'm, I'm saying to be like a team that's like, oh, wow, they're actually in a playoff race or whatever. They're like the seventh seed. Um, I'll, I'll go with that. And I think the Mavericks could be like a really – I think the Mavericks could jump up to yeah. – you know, one of the better teams in the league. And again, I'm not yeah. saying like put money on them to win the title, but they could be really, really close to that, I think. So those would be my two picks. All right. Now, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. You heard your, well, your first how to lose all your money. Put it on the Kings and the Mavs. <laughs> all your money on the over for the Kings, guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So enough about basketball, more about Jay Skates. <laughs> really? Who wants that? <laughs> we all do. We all do. All okay. Right. So. Um, you've been doing this for so long. Was there a moment where you thought, I made it? I'm here. Wow. Was there, did you have that moment? Mm, um, I guess it was, yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, we started in Toronto mm-hmm. uh, as the Basketball Jones back in 2006. Uh, we started our own podcast, Tass and JD, who's Tass is with a co host of mine, and then JD is our producer. And then we went to the score. If you guys remember the score in Canada, yeah. uh, shout out to the score. I got the app still, but they had a television station and we were podcasting and we started dabbling with television there a little bit. And then we went to NBA TV here in Atlanta. That's what brought us here. That's when we were the starters and we did that show for six years. And now we're with no dunks um, back to it being really a podcast, but we do online stuff and YouTube and all that with the athletic. Um, so I guess, I mean, look, when I felt like we made it was when the NBA actually were like, Hey, we want to give you guys your own show. And it was like, what us like a bunch of you know a bunch of weird canadians and a weirder australian and a big bearded <laughs> american guy like you want us to all come down to atlanta and make a show um so that was pretty special even i wouldn't even say we felt like we made it but the first year when we were at nba tv it was like every person that worked there especially former players that were on air were like who the hell are these guys like i mean look at us they obviously didn't play basketball. They didn't play professional basketball. Like, what do they know? Then, then they see, a, like, a clip of our show maybe, and it's like, that's weird um, <laughs> because, you know, I like to think we were at a little bit of the forefront of some of the stuff you now see on sports television oh, a lot more. Oh, totally. Um, so, but when we were doing it, it was really weird, and now everybody added it. Um, 
But then it was really cool because I would say like the second year, they saw how hard we worked. They saw that we weren't just like fanboys by any means. Like we looked at them as colleagues and we were always having fun. We'd get, we, if we ever got them on our show, they had a blast. So it, like, it was really cool around the second or third year, let's say, where like the respect was there. It's like, oh, these guys actually know their shit. They put in the work. They're fun guys to be around. Anytime I've ever gone on the show or had to do something, I've enjoyed it. So there was like, just like this, like, you know, it's, it's really wild um, for Barkley to give you a shout out on TNT. Uh, oh, I like those guys. Those guys are funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, like Chris Weber and, and, you know, Zeke and stuff like that, like legends, uh, Kevin McHale, um, to know who you were and then know what you were doing and sort of maybe even liking what you were doing and like starting to go like, yeah, there's, why not? There should be like this sort of the fan voice as they always called us. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Talking about the game. So I guess that's when it, that's when it felt like, wow, we're doing something pretty special here because even former hall of famers are like, uh, or former players, um, are like getting the show and like, Oh, this is cool. Like why? Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. I didn't, it didn't when we first saw you, um, <laughs> but maybe it does now. So that's, I guess my answer. That's how we felt when you guys shouted us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, there that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Uh, you never know who's watching or, or following <laughs> or stuff like that's true so always make it or always do your show like it's uh you know it's got to be your best show did you now you said you didn't have to you couldn't play the fanboy you gotta act like you've been there they're all your yeah. colleagues but was there a moment where you were like did you have one person i would say that's been an interview or a guest on your show or in the turner halls that you were like oh wow mm. Well, I would actually even say pre-starters when we were the basketball Jones uh, with the score. And we were like, I mean, we were doing it. We weren't, we wouldn't get paid for the first four years. I mean, we were doing it like just on our own, right? We weren't, yeah. we weren't even at the score. Um, and I think it was right before we went to the score. We, we went to a soccer charity game in New York. And uh, I guess maybe we were with the score, but we got media credentials. Anyway, we got an interview with Steve Nash. Now I'm a, you know, a huge Steve Nash fan. It's like, Die Hard, big reason why I fell in love with basketball, obviously him being Canadian and uh, being a point guard and the way he played, being like sort of a smaller guy in the NBA. Um, so that was really cool. That's where I was like, this is amazing to me. Like this is one of my favorite athletes of all time. And I'm getting to do a little sit down interview with him. And he's cool as hell. Like that helped, you know, it's like they tell you not to meet your heroes, but that's a lie with some of these people. Like, <laughs> Steve Nash is awesome. Um, but at the studio, like, I mean, Shaq giving me a wedgie on live on television was, I mean, I think about it every once in a while. I was like, that's going to be the coolest story I have when I'm 80 years old. You know, like, I'm not sure I'll be able to beat that. Like, I'll be able to tell someone when I'm like an old man in a rocking chair, like, oh, yeah, once, you know, Shaq, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, yeah, he came on our show. He ripped my underwear off, you know, like, and you have. You'd have footage so that it wouldn't be yeah. like uh, you weren't having an episode in your old right, age. Right, right. So like, oh, <laughs> Grandpa Skeets, uh, the office meds again. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So that, I mean, that's just like, and I, like, for me, I don't think it'll get any funnier than that or like more iconic in a weird way. And it just totally, it like totally sums up what our show is all about. And he's such a, obviously a, one of the greatest players ever. Like I said, he's also a giant. I mean, it was just like, Sha seeing Shaq in person. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Shaq in person. It is. No. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, <laughs> uh, it's truly remarkable seeing a man just fill an entire doorway. Like it's, it, you know, he's big. 
everybody knows Shaq is huge, but you don't until you're around him. You really have no idea. And like, my wife got to come to the studio early on and his like jacket was hanging. So we're all trying on Shaq's jacket. His shoes are there. Like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> and he's such a great sport. He doesn't care at all. He's, he's like a giant kid, that guy, um, in the best way. So yeah, that, that, I guess those are my answers. Seeing uh, the interview with Nash pre starters and then, um, and then the Shaq wedgie incident, but we had a ton of guests on. We, we, I mean, we were really lucky. We went to summer league and did live shows and we got a lot of the rookies um, you know, like, you know, top rookies for like yeah. the five years in a row. There's some talents. I feel like they're always down to like do things too. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. That was sort of also yeah. a bit of a, like a, we made it toward sort of moment where like those younger kids knew our show because they saw it on NBA TV and were like excited oh. to come on. And like, you know, some of them like knew the show, like knew who we were, knew bits that we did, knew running gags, jokes and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, and they, and like, honestly, almost all of them were fantastic. Like there, there are few bad apples, but almost all I guess we ever had both current players, you know, young guys, you know, established guys or guys post career. Did you have an embarrassing moment in all of your years? Um, yeah. Uh, we had, okay. I think it was Dragon Bender. Do you remember Dragon Bender? Yes. He, he played for the Suns. The Suns, was, yeah. <laughs> we had him on Summer League. We found out that he was a Friends fanatic. We thought that he loved the television show Friends. Yeah. Turns out he didn't really. Like, oh. so we had like a whole bit Oh, like not sort of around that. And Gotta it say bom- that for Nick Stauskas. He's a oh, big friend for now. Yeah, I guess so. It, it <laughs> bombed. Funny. He was like, he was nervous. I get all that. I mean, it was live. We had an audience. And like, he was just, it was just so bad. Like, it was just like, that was horrible. Like, because <laughs> uh, they usually don't go that bad. We get, it takes them like a few questions, get warmed up. And then we're playing a game. And we're asking silly questions. And then they get into it. Um, the only other one I'll say that was like awkward. We had Baron Davis on and we we're on the starters. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was a photo going around of him like chilling with Laura Dern, yep. the actress. Okay. This was like, it was out there. Like, I mean, we saw it everywhere. It, yeah. So we were playing some silly game that we were doing on the show. And we asked something about Laura Dern and we had the oh, photo and he, I mean, we were, we were laughing about a couple other ones, whatever. And then he like, we're live on television. He's like, says something along the lines of like, uh, you know, basically like, oh, would you want me to show a photo of like, you know, you as someone else or something like really like took offense. And, but it was strange because we couldn't tell if he was kidding. Because he's like asking about like, do you want me to show you a photo of you, uh, your wife with somebody else? Because he kept saying like, are you married? And we're all like, yes. Are you married to Tess? Yes. And we're, it was so weird, guys. And then, like, I then, like, it, it clicked. I'm like, uh-oh. We, he, we should have cleared this with him. Like, we didn't think it was going to be a big deal. We thought he would brush it off. Oh, that's just my friend, Laura Dern, even if, like, they weren't, like, you know, hooked yeah. up. So, anyway, we go through the rest of the segment. And, you know, his energy, like, goes down quick. And then we throw it a commercial, and it was like, he was not happy. He was not happy. He's sort of not happy with us, not happy with producers for telling him. And we were like really apologetic. We were like, oh, dude, like didn't think of it. He's like, my kids are watching this. And we're like, oh my God, like what have we done? <laughs> I mean, so it was bad. It was, I just felt horrible. Like 
we just didn't think about it. We did not think it'd be a big deal to show this photo. And I guess in retrospect, obviously it was, and we should have asked him first and he would have said, no, don't show that. And we wouldn't have, like, we wouldn't have cared. Right. It's not like we're trying to like, gotcha. You know, there's yeah. none of that. You're not he thought he would have a funny story about Laura Dern or something like, you know, who knows? Um, so I remember we, we edited it out of our YouTube because it went live on television, but then we edited it out, whatever went to YouTube and, he seemed happy with that. I think I tweeted him, like DM'd him and like apologized. And he said, like, it's all good. So, but it was awkward. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Cause like, you're like, Oh my God, what have we done here? Um, in the end, I don't think anybody's feelings got hurt or stuff like that, but uh, yeah, you got to check things with uh, people. It turns out, <laughs> even if they're like all over the internet, I guess. Um, you talked about, you know, it's starting out four years before you getting anything with, with the score. And I think a lot of people just watch you guys and want to know how you came to be on the athletic now, you know, with NBA TV before, and it's not like it happened instantly. There was a long growth process and just huge fan support the entire way. And so I want you guys to like, kind of talk to that because I think people expect this to all happen really immediately. Um, when that wasn't the case, you and Tass really put in the work and JD, Matt, and then Trey and Lee. So. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I, you're right. I think people that have either found the show from the starters or maybe even now just know Dunks are like, oh yeah, I mean, okay. You just, somebody gave you a show or and something. Can I just I, say, sorry to interrupt you, NBA podcasts that exist today all follow your format. Oh, well that's. It, wouldn't, it just wouldn't exist in the way that it is today without no doubt. I mean, well, well, thank you. Um, yeah, but we put, we just like, we didn't know what we were doing when we started. People didn't even know what a podcast was when we started in 2006. We all went to school, um, JD, Tass and I and Matt, uh, for radio and television. So we had an interest in obviously working in media, um, and sports was a love of Tass and I's especially. And JD was like, whatever you guys are passionate to talk about, let's do it. So we were going to do a sports podcast, just general, and they were like, that seems a little too big. Like, let's get a little more niche. And then it was basically like, hey, Tass, what's your favorite sport? Uh, man, probably basketball. Mine was definitely basketball. And we're like, all right, let's just talk about the NBA. Let's talk about the Raptors and stuff like that. So we just did it once a week. And that quickly went to twice a week. And then you're right. The fans were instrumental because you were seeing emails and you were seeing people like saying, I'm in Tokyo and I found this show. This is great. It was like really eye-opening. And so that's why we stuck with it. And then in year three, we decided to like add a video uh, element. And this was before Zoom and all this stuff. So it was like, we had to set up the cameras and edit it. We put in tons of work. It was our second job without being paid a single dollar. Um, Cause we were all working normal jobs to actually, you know, live in Toronto, <laughs> which isn't cheap. So um, yeah, it was just honestly a love affair. And like the fans helped us get it to the score. They like just bombarded the score with emails. Like, I think we asked them, we're like, Hey, if you guys want us to do this for a living, tell the score, they should hire us. Cause like, you know, there was like interest and we did a couple of videos for them and they seemed to like them and, and sort of, they really helped us get in there. Um, they said they had to like turn the email off at some point. Cause they were just like, <laughs> it was like ridiculous how many people were emailing in like, Hey, give these guys a shot. So they were huge in, in our success, uh, which is amazing. And still are like, we, I get a lot of people saying, Oh, I've been listening to you guys for a decade now. And it's like really mind blowing. So um listen to you guys yeah but you're right like i think people start podcasts and they're like oh okay i'm gonna have you know thousands upon thousands of listeners or whatever and the ad money is gonna be rolling in it's not the case i mean everyone that asked me to like what do i do to start podcasts i'm like just do it first off and tell me if you like doing it when you get to the 10th show because if you don't then stop doing it because you're gonna have to like doing it because it's actually a lot of work it's not just 
flip on these cameras or flip on the mics and talk. Like you can do that. Some people are super talented enough to maybe pull that off, but you got to usually have a rundown. I mean, I know you guys do it. Like you have to have some structure and that takes work. And, uh, and then the dance of like, okay, now you, now what do you think? And like trying to get all the voices to go in and then the production of it all. JD's a wizard. So it's a lot of work, but it's, if you have fun doing it, then, then who cares? Right. Um, and then, you know, hopefully the fans will follow. So yeah, you just got to stick with it. I think because it takes, I mean, I'm always still learning. I've done, I've done like 5,000 plus shows at this point. Like it's something crazy um, or maybe like a little bit less, but you just got to keep the reps, 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 reps is the answer for television or podcasting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You guys have any more questions for JE before we get to the quiz? Uh, yeah, I actually have one. Uh, when you're um, blogging in like in the early days of the um, of Basketball Jones, so mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like with your perspective of that, you know, that humorous, lighthearted fan perspective in your writing, um, what was the reaction like, like both prof- professionally and fan wise like what was the reception like to what you were doing because now it's like the standard of or yeah. so i wouldn't say it's the standard but i say it's like a legitimate element of sports writing but um prior to that like what was the initial reaction to you i think it was the same thing just like when we went to television when we were the starters there's like this instant like wait that's different that means that's weird and i think that means it's wrong right i think there's that backlash right away for sort of a unique voice or a unique take on something that's been established like sports media, which, you know, sort of has been set in its ways for a long time. Um, But then the best part about that is then there's a bunch of other people that are like, Oh, that's fresh. That's unique. That's actually what I want from this, this thing, be it whatever it is, if it's sports media in our case. Um, So there was like this, like little, just suddenly like this, like cool little fan base that are like, Oh, that's different. So it was the same thing for me. Like, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I always forget that I wrote for a long time because I, again, I've been podcasting for so long, but you know, I was lucky enough to get a job at Yahoo Sports um, writing for Ball Don't Lie. And that was at sort of the forefront of blogging. Shout out to Jamie Mottram and his entire team there for giving me a shot. And I got to write for Deadspin when Deadspin was a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, I'm a horrible, horrible writer. Like I am not talented at it. Um, like people blow me away and, uh, and, and so, and people are so much funnier and stuff like that. I just had good timing being older than a lot of these now people. Um, Cause I was at the beginning of it all. That's honestly the truth when it comes to the writing part. I think, I think I'm a little better at my podcasting and I put the work in there, but um, yeah, I just tried to still write like I talk, which is, as you can tell, you know, long winded and uh, at times meandering. Um, but People seem to like the the weird things that I would do. I do like these romance on the hardwood posts. Yeah. It'd be a photo of two guys hugging on a court and I pretend like they're slow dancing at like a <laughs> high school ball. You know, it's like, it's just because I thought it was funny. I just thought it was stupid. So I was like, I'll throw that up. And there was enough people that also enjoyed it. Um, and then that sort of spun into an actual job. But I do forget that I wrote for a while. <laughs> I actually did it for a couple of years while we were podcasting. Kelsey, any last questions? I don't think so. I'm ready for this quiz. Okay. <sighs> All right. Let's go to the quiz. Okay. So normally when we have guests on, they're American. So we quiz them on their Canadian knowledge. But you, of course, are from Stratford, Ontario. So that wouldn't make any sense. You know what a right. team is. You know what a team is. There's no, <laughs> there's no need to go through this with you. So 
we figured you've been doing this for a long time, so why don't we quiz you on your knowledge of the basketball Jones and the starters? Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, a bit, yeah, okay, here I we go. Mean, 15 years, let's see what I can have right, in memory bank. so let's see how well you can remember this. All right, so first up takes us back a decade ago. This is from the basketball Jones. Okay. Linsanity was all the rave is that is that a saying? rage yeah <laughs> all the rage <laughs> there we go um and and uh the jeremy lynn milkshake was a thing that shake shack put out yep Mario decided he was gonna make his own version of the lynn milkshake now can you name at least three of the ingredients that were in Mario's yeah. lynn milkshake yes i think i can do this because I, I honestly this think this might be one of my favorite things we've ever done. Um, I, I've watched this clip, you know, in the last year or two because people do send it and tweet it in all the time. I think it's hilarious. Like, I legit think Matteo is so funny in it. And what he actually drank is incredible. So I definitely know um, there was a Guinness uh, in a it. Linus. Yeah, a Linus. <laughs> I believe there was there was some sort of cheese that also had a Lynn um, pun or whatever like rhyme. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you half a point for that if you can't name the okay. cheese. Okay, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I like uh, Lynn Lynn berries were the Lynn Linder berries Lynn berries were those in there? No. Nope. Okay, hold on. There was a Harvard diploma. That is true for sure. <laughs> uh, paper, a piece of paper that we pretended was a Harvard diploma. Um, uh, well, what else? I'm drawing. I, there was no berries in it. I could have sworn there was some sort of berries. I can't think of the cheese. Lindbergh is that a cheese? That's the cheese. Yes. There we go. There you yes. got the three. You got the three. What else Linus, was there? So you the, have Guinness, the, whole thing? the Harvard degree there and the Lindbergh cheese. There's also unicorn blood. Catch <laughs> up. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe you drank that. Um, yep. Linguini, uh, oh. And pre-Lin ice cream. Okay. Linguini I should have got. <laughs> that, okay. I can't believe, like, I didn't, Matteo does not do gross things. He's not like uh, the guy from Jackass. He's not Steve-O, right? It's Matteo. Um, so I remember thinking, like, there's no way he's going to drink this. And not only did he drink it, he chugged it. He chugged oh. it. I was like, he's so committed to making good television that I was like, respect. I, I, to this day, I'm amazed he, he took it down and then he didn't vomit. So, okay, I got that one. I got good. You got, you got that one. You got that one. Yeah. Now, this one also comes from way back when. This is one of my favorite book-off payoffs. There was one where it tasted where um, you guys were calling local stores. I don't have that in here, but that's literally one of my favorite ones ever. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, you guys are like, can you name three basketball players? And the person's like, no. Oh. Like, anyone? And the person's like, uh. so, Oh, that must have been when we were just the podcast at the score, it sounds like. Yeah. It, was, it was close to the end. It was like one of your last episodes, I want to say. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of my favorite ones. Um, yeah, I remember I like stopped listening to basketball podcasts because the Raptors were out, and I'm like, there's no good content. There's no reason to talk about the Raptors. And then I listened to that, and I was like, I'm so glad I listened to this episode. <laughs> this is brilliant. Uh, but this one is one where you lost, actually. Okay. Okay, so um, he Tass had you on the streets of Toronto, speaking yep. to passerbys. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to name three things you either said or did, and I'm going to need you to spot the lie. Okay. All right. So, number one is ask a gentleman in a fedora what it was like living in the 1950s. Okay. Number two is tell a kid to drop out of school because it'll get him nowhere. Okay. 
Number three was pretend like you couldn't see a man who was wearing a camo jacket. <laughs> and oh my number God. four was yell at the top of your lungs, I slept my way to the top. <laughs> oh my God, those are so good because I feel like I did all four of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those that don't know, that, I, that was a really fun one. I lost, like you said. And Tass was in the score building, which yeah. is on the corner of Peter and John. And they had those giant windows yeah. that we could see out, but you couldn't see really back in that much. Not that it really mattered. But he, I was mic'd up. Um, and anything Tass said, I had to repeat to the people on the street. There was also, I was helping someone lost. Like she was on like a, she had like a map and I was telling her, and he's like, brothels down the street or something. I'm like, Santa. Yeah. Um, I took a guy's bike. I jumped on a guy's bike at one point. You stole a guy's bike. I was going to add that, but I was like, he's going to remember. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was the yellow. Okay. I slept my way to the top. The camel one. I remember a camel one. Cause I'm also trying to think what Tass would say. um, (laughs) Because he just has a weird sense of humor. I'm going to go with, I, I don't remember yelling, I slept my way to the top. So I'll go with that one, but I'm not 100% sure. You yelled, I slept my way to the top. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So you, there was a man in a camo jacket. I threw that in there to throw you off. You told him camo was overrated. Oh. <laughs> you did not pretend like you couldn't see him. That's very, that's much funnier. I should have said, like, Tash should have told me to say that. You would have been better at this. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> So, so that, that's from our basketball Jones day. We're going we're gonna to move a little bit to the future. Well, not to the future. It's still the past. Yeah. But just moving a little bit forward to the starter days. Okay. Now, two of my favorite starter segments, say what, and then the complainted area. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there I figured, go. why don't we combine the two? Or yeah. say what, for those of you guys who don't know, it is a segment where Tass would read transcribed audio from NBA broadcasts and you guys would have to guess if it was real or not. Right. So I'm remixing that with Matt Austin, who has his complainted area where he gets to complain about things that bug him. And I'm going to read a couple of transcripts with the help of Kelsey here, and you're going to have to guess if Matt actually said this on a drop, (laughs) or if we've just made up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is great. Okay. I'm going to have to send this to Matt O. He's going to love this. All right. All right. Ready? Ready, Kelsey? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Matt. We're not as good as you for reading this out. <laughs> okay. Ice creams have too much ice cream, not enough sandwich. It's supposed to be a handheld snack. Come on, Matt. Instead of when you bite into it, the ice cream seeps from all sides and you've got ice cream dripping all over your hand. If I wanted an ice cream sandwich all over my hand, if I wanted an ice cream all over my hand, I would have gotten a cone like a Why don't you use a bowl? Because I don't want a bowl of ice cream. I want a sandwich. I don't want to clean a bowl after my ice cream. It should be easy. Rip the wrapper, eat, throw the wrapper away. Instead, I have ice cream all over my hand, and now I have to grab a paper towel, but the paper towel gets stuck to my hand, and I have to go wash my hands, and I've wasted way more time than I would have ever needed for a handheld snack, just because there was too much ice cream in my handheld sandwich. Maybe that's a sign you shouldn't be eating an ice cream sandwich. All right, so that's the first (gasps) one. While you, while you sit back and ponder that one, should we go to the second one that we have here? Then you're going to decide. Oh, okay, because one of them's going to be... Well, I mean, both of them could be real. Both of them could be... Guys, if that wasn't real, I mean, if that wasn't real, (laughs) 
you one you just tapped into Maddie O's psyche like that. I, I, I'll okay, be so sure. While you ponder that one. Let's go into the next one. Okay. Okay. Ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Wait, I'm not ready. Let me know when you're ready. Let me know. I'm ready. Okay. I hate it when people refer to their husbands as hubby. It's the worst. My God, that's the worst. It's the same vein as Bay. I don't like Bay, but the capper of them all is awesome sauce. How do you feel about absolutely? I love it. In fact, I actually included some that I love there. So here are some slight corny slangs that I love. Ham? Going ham on something? Shout out Jose Calderon. Of course, of course. FOMO, I like the acronyms, okay? I, I like it when the kids are saying that it was live, like that was live, like it was good, like I experienced it in real life. Do people say that? They do, they do. I also like dead, when something is so funny, like a hashtag dead. <laughs> An aesthetic is something people are saying now, instead of vibe, like, oh, I like this, I, I like that, uh, I like that club's aesthetic, because it's actually a thing you would say. But that's not slang. But I think it's slang. That's what the kids are saying. <laughs> you guys, you have to just start a podcast where you just recite old complaints <laughs> areas. I would listen to the hell out of that. <laughs> so that was so good. Our two say what complaints in area remixes. What do you have for us? Okay. Okay. Second one, the hubby mm-hmm. one, how it, as it started, 100% Matty O. Um, that one is real. That happened on a podcast that was in the complainted area. Um, I, I can remember it vividly. So that one's real. Okay. Uh, you can, you can wait to confirm if you want. I am torn on the ice cream sandwich. Really torn. Okay. While you think about that, I'll let you know if the second one was real or not. Okay. It was not. Matty O. It happened. It was JD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i thought i'd throw you off there wow that one is fake so now let's go back to the first one okay hold on hold on you're saying that happened but it was jd that was J- exactly it happened on the pod you're the one who said what about absolutely yes 100 percent. i said that, that. You yeah. there. Uh, so it happened on the pod that was jd oh my that. From the complainted area episode. I'm so glad I stumped you here. Wow. Wow. Okay. I knew. Okay. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> uh, so that I'm going to say the first one is real then. It, I, again, if that is not real, I'm amazed. The first one is fake, made up oh out of God. my brain here. Um, and, and oh my God. You might, together, you might. It's a lot of episodes of the starters. I'm telling you, I've been a fan wow. in high school. <laughs> wow. I mean, are you, if you are, I don't know your relationship, uh, but you might be Matteo's <laughs> kindred spirit. Uh, you guys might have to, uh, like, that is incredible. It came out from a friend wanting an ice cream sandwich yesterday and being upset. <laughs> so that's, that's where that came from. And the reason I thought it was real, again, it obviously sounds like Matteo because that's, like in all of Matteo's complaints, a lot of the time there's like a small little like kernel of like, yeah, you're sort of right. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. But then you're like, what are you complaining about? Like, what are you complaining about? It's very George Costanza like, right? Like Seinfeld. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, that's amazing. Okay, you got me. Literally, right. how Iman tweets. On that one. I stumped you on both of them. <laughs> that, oh, that second one. Oh my God. Wow. I can't. Believe, that was JD. Second one yeah. was JD. That second one was JD. We're oh, gonna amazing. have to go back to love on the hard, but it's gonna be Iman and Matt. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Exactly. And a nice sandwich melted all around. 
That's so good. I love that complaint area. Maddie O's going to be upset that he didn't complain about that. That's the thing. I was so nervous. I was like, what if Matt doesn't eat ice cream? Like, what if it's too unhealthy for him? I was just like, he's stuck there, but I was like, I'm going to try it. No, that's that's incredible. I'm I'm legit (laughs) amazed. That's uh, the perfect uh, fake complainted area. That's so, so so legit. All right. So we're not done with with say what. I wanted to to do another one. So Tass Malice, of course, has some hilarious closers. And yeah. has probably said absolutely everything. Everything. For all of the years. Um, but, you know, I have four in here. One that I made up. Um, and and uh, three that were definitely said by Tass Malice. So, after nearly a decade, can you guess which of these hilarious one-liners Tass Malice has not said? Does anyone want to read it out to him? I feel like I'm... <laughs> Does anyone have it on there? You got it there, Kels? All right. Hold uh, on. No, no, no. I'm going to... Hold on. Let me... Let me just take this out so you don't actually read the real one mm. by accident. Who, me? No, 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 no. Because oh, okay. uh, uh, the, the real one is, is in there. I don't want her to accidentally gotcha. read, read the real one there. Do you have it? I, yep. All right. Perfect. All right. Number one. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, no man in a beer commercial has a beer belly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is going to be so, so tough because Tass has literally said anything and everything. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, Rihanna's song, What's My Name, is actually a guide on how to deal with your grandmother with Alzheimer's. Oh, na na, what's my name? (laughs) Oh, my God. If one of you wrote that, that's insane. That's got to be Tass. Okay, keep going. If you're making a duck face, you better duck because I'm going to punch your face. Iman, do you want to do the last one? Wait a second. That one, I'm going to take out. Okay, so we've got three. One of them is fake, <laughs> um, and two of them are real. So just to go over them again, the first one was about the beer belly. And a no beer man com- in a beer commercial yeah. has a beer belly. Yeah, then there was the Rihanna singing one. Tass loves to sing. I'll be shocked if that one wasn't actually said, so I'm locking that one in. All right, and then if you're making a duck face, you better duck because I'm going to punch your face. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I guess I'll go. It feels like something Tass would say, oddly. I'll say the first one's fake, the beer belly, but, man, I'm – that was it. real. He said that one. <laughs> I actually was fake. Um, the the Rihanna's one. He might have said it, but uh, the one he actually said that I stole. I kind of remixed it. He said Rihanna's song "Ponder Replay" is actually about women having to reinsert a tampon yet again. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so I'm um, oh, reading no. about another Rihanna song. Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? Oh, my name. So his was actually way more wild. Way worse. Which I should have known. I should have known. I mean, he might have said the oh no no what's my name. I don't know. That no, was- he didn't. I'm thinking of what I'm thinking of exactly what you just referenced for sure. Because I remember be- there being a weird Rihanna one about a song's lyrics. I do remember that, and it was even weirder than what I remembered. Um, uh, but that is very task. And then so he said the duck one. I wonder what the heck that referenced. And, uh, um, I, yeah, if you're making a duck face, you better duck because I'm going to yeah. punch your face, which is so good. I have to throw that one That's in. pretty funny. That uh, looks so good. And then the beer belly. Wow. All right. This is, I knew this was going to be, I, I thought this would be tough, but I didn't think it would be this difficult. This is a uh, next level, next level work. I, I'm so glad that the say what stumped you. That's yeah. So great. They stumped me. They stumped me when I actually do them with tasks. <laughs> I mean, it's like, 
I can't believe that some of them that he writes. I just like, <laughs> I, so like good. I just can't believe he puts that much time into writing something that's complete nonsense. Um, I had that's to a, come up with one yesterday, and it probably took me like a half hour. It takes, <laughs> I don't know it how takes a while. Yeah, I don't know how he does it either. All right, so Yasmin, I'm going to throw this to you. So, like we finally yeah. mentioned, we normally quiz our Americans on Canadian-related topics, mm-hmm. but because you're Canadian, we thought we'd play a game of this or that. So I'm going to throw it to Yasmin. She's going to name two things, and you're going to have to pick which one you prefer. It'll be like an American thing versus a Canadian yep. thing. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, this or that. Uh, first one is Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts. Tim Hortons by a mile. I've had Dunkin' Donuts probably mm, twice in my life. I think I had it in Boston once, actually, um, and I had it somewhere else once. Tim Hortons. I love Tim Hortons. I know people crap on it sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Give me the double-double. I, I love the breakfast sandwich. Let's not sleep on the breakfast sandwich. I love the hash brown. Um, that's an easy one. Tim Hortons by a mile. Okay. Ketchup chips or barbecue chips? Whoa. Okay. Uh. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay. Bar- I'm going barbecue chips. Now, here's why. I've said this before. Chips for me, I'm a big chip guy. I'm a big salty guy over a sweet guy. Um, chips, they go, the flavors go through waves for me. Like I'll, I'll get on a ketchup run and it's like, oh, this is the greatest chip. And I'll, you know, eat it for, for weeks. But then I hit a weird part where I'm like, oh, I don't want any more ketchup chips. Like I just don't want them. I do this with, I do this with a lot of flavors. I'm on a sour cream and onion run right now. I don't know when it's going to stop. Who knows? Um, salt and vinegar uh, it used to be a thing. But yeah, barbecue though, steady Freddy. Yeah, yeah. it's Fred Van Dyke for me. Um, barbecue chips are. So I will go barbecue chips just because they're, they're always consistent. And I actually think a cheap brand of barbecue chips tastes better a lot of time, more better than yeah. um, a lot a of expensive barbecue chips. Yes. So I, that's why I'll go barbecue. But I love, I mean, I'll eat ketchup chips too. <laughs> Okay, next one, Smarties or M&M's? Well, what type of Smarties are we talking about? Did you guys oh, know okay. that Smarties are called something else here in the States? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, the Rockets, isn't that their Yeah, Smarties? that's what, exactly. That blew my mind. That was one of the what? weirdest things. <laughs> so for, if you're not following along, if you're Canadian and you think of Smarties, you're thinking of sort of an M&M type thing, right? Is that, is that fair to say? Like a yeah. like, uh, piece of small chocolate covered in like a coat. Candy coating. Yeah, yeah. candy coating, yeah. Yeah. But then in Canada, when you went Halloween trick-or-treating, you had those rockets, like you're saying. Those are like little sugar pills or whatever, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chalk sugar pills. But those in the States, the rockets are called Smarties. It's insanity. How did that happen? (laughs) They're so different. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, Smarties or M&Ms, though. I'll go M&Ms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's just because M&M's, man, more variation a little bit. Yeah. Like, I know I'm yeah. cheating a little bit, but like the peanut butter and stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, this is a big debate on Raptors Twitter the last okay. um, weeks. <laughs> Coffee Crisp or Kit Kat? Oh, my God. Uh, mm. I'll go Coffee Crisp. Here we go. Now, with that being said, <laughs> this is an interesting one. I don't know how great <laughs> I guess you guys have been debating it for weeks, but – I will say coffee crisp, even though I guarantee I've had way more Kit Kats in the last uh, That's fair. five years, right? Now, I don't <clears> even <throat> know if you can buy them down, to be honest, in the States. But coffee crisp I, is Canadian. Coffee crisp. Yeah, it's yeah, Canadian, yeah. right? It's yeah. Canadian. So I don't think I can go down here to CVS and buy one. I'm pretty sure I can't. 
which is why maybe it feels more special to me. It's more of a treat, but I think it's just, oh, okay. a, I think it's a superior chocolate bar, but I've had more Kit Kats because I guess I can't get a coffee crisp down here, but it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's a, it's a, you know, there's some integrity to that, to that candy bar. It's so like, it feels like a meal to me. The Kit Kats, you know, it's integrity. like, most chocolate. yeah, it's like, you have to really commit to eating it too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why. Thank you. That's why a coffee crisp Halloween snack size is perfect because yeah, you know, you get the, the legit one. That is a lot. It's a lot of chocolate yeah. bar, but you get the little bite size one. I think it's perfect because usually the bite size ones are not enough. You're like, oh, I got to have another one. Got to have another one. Coffee crisp. You're set. So, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll I've go heard it. The debate can end now. Jay yep. settled it. It's coffee crisp over. Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, that, that's, I mean, yeah, that seems like an easy one to me too. They're similar, but it's a superior product. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay this one's a really good one. Um, are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps? Wow. I will, I will admit in answering that I do not know the show's books, shows, both, right? Both. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you can tell, I don't know them all that well. Like I couldn't even tell you the difference. Like what's the difference? Um, I think that Goosebumps is like like a like a show, like it's a, a series. Whereas, Are You Afraid of the Dark is like a campfire ghost story sort of thing. Mm. It's also a series, though. They're both series. Yeah, it's a series. Okay. It's more like alieny and like things coming to life. Whereas, Are, are You Afraid of the Dark is more like Canadian superior. Right, right. Okay. If that if that's sort of what I thought too, I thought one was a little more alieny, but I didn't know which one. So I will go. <laughs> are You Afraid of the Dark? Though, I'm throwing in a wild card. And I might be dating myself. Um, do you guys remember the show Ghost Rider? No. No, I'm no. dating myself. <laughs> Look up Ghost Rider. That show was the bomb. Uh, it was an American show, I think. It was on PBS, though. Um, but it somehow found its way to Canada. Ghost Rider, what a trip. For those that know that line I just said, they'll know. Okay. <laughs> Poutine or chili cheese fries? Poutine. Not even. Not even close. Okay, we're going to shoot through these. Yeah, that one's, that one's, yeah. Uh, Z or Z? Um, hmm. Ooh, am I going to get my passport taken away? <laughs> I think it's Z. I think it's Z. Wow. It just rhymes. It sounds like too many letters. It's got to have some sort of uniqueness. E, what? Z, B, it's just like, it sounds every time I would do the Canadian alphabet and I end it, I feel like I screwed up. I'm like, Z. <laughs> the song flows so perfectly. Yes. And it with a Z. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's yeah, like playing. Five letters were for nothing. Yeah, it's like you've just been playing the most beautiful classical song on the piano. And then the <laughs> last note is like you accidentally <laughs> jammed five together. And that's who ended it. And everyone's like, was that a mistake? I think what we're learning from this is that Jay Ski thinks the alphabet is the best song that's been Yeah, that it is. It's like. a ni- it, it has a nice rhythm to it. It flows. I mean, but the end of the alphabet, let's be honest, it gets a little weird. So maybe it's fitting that Z is there. You're talking X, Ys and stuff. Um, but Z, I, I like Z. I, like the, I just like how it rhymes. So I'll go Z. Okay, so we have four left. Harvey's or Wendy's? <laughs> wow. Hmm. Don't have a lot of either of them, but... Yeah, I kind of felt like they were the equivalent because they're not the most popular. Like, it's totally. not like McDonald's. <laughs> it was just... Totally. Like, if I'm pick... If you're telling me, like, you want Wendy's or McDonald's, I'm going McDonald's all the time. 99 yeah. times out of 100. Um, but I guess I'll pick Harvey's because, like, 
<laughs> when I'm in Canada or when I was in Canada. Oh, I remember the days. Uh, every once in a while, I'd go to a Harvey's. <laughs> um, just weird, probably just because it was close. There's one in Liberty Village. I remember my buddy lived over there and I went to. So uh, I'll go Harvey's, even though I'm, you know, not passionate about it. I don't, I'm trying to think which one has better French fries. I'm a big fries guy and I can't actually remember them all that well. Um, Wendy's has the worst fries. Okay, okay. But Harvey's are decent, right? I'm pretty sure Harvey's fries are better than their burgers. They're... Ooh. You don't like their burgers? No, but they also have onion rings. I'm going to take uh, what you're saying as gospel, seeing as you're wearing a hoodie with burgers on. <laughs> He's a connoisseur. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I have to listen to your opinions on burgers. You're wearing a badass hoodie sweater with uh, burgers on. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going when, uh, Harvey's. Excuse me. Yeah. A pizza Pizza or Papa John's? Wow. Pizza Pizza. And I look, and I will say this: pizza, 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 pizza is trash pizza. Okay, it's not good. But it's sometimes a dipping sauce a, place. We need a little trash in our lives, and for <laughs> me, pizza, pizza is it. I love um, their. Every time I eat a pizza, 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 even if it just came out of the oven, it tastes like cardboard. It's it's <laughs> incredible. It's almost amazing to me. It's like how I don't know, but I love their. Um, Creamy garlic sauce? No, they're sweet chili Thai dipping sauce. Ooh, yeah, you such famous. I love it. So, it, like, I can dip legit real cardboard in yeah. it and just eat it. So, um, I'll go pizza, pizza. I don't like Papa John's. So it's, I, I find it gross, to be completely honest. I think it has a weird smell to me. So, we never order Papa John's <laughs> here. And I know I Shaq's with the it, but, but they called pizza, pizza just a dipping sauce place that sells pizza. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it that is so true i love that dipping sauce i always get like multiple i'm like yeah throw in i'll pay the 99 cents i don't care Chuck and Ted. i'm taking those to go uh okay pizza pizza oh, I love okay, this final game. two okay. final two uh canada's wonderland or six flags okay i've never been to a six flags um which is it's it's weird as i'm there's one not far from atlanta it's like just outside of georgia uh, atlanta georgia um but I love Canada's Wonderland. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so I can't really say, I mean, I know Six Flags is, I'm sure some of them are really great. Maybe they, I, do they have more rides? I don't even know. I'm a big rides guy. So I guess that's going to come into play, but you know, Canada's Wonderland. What's that? They have the Superman. Mm, it's a good one. Yeah. That um, one's a good one. What's the best ride? The last time I went to Canada's Wonderland, it was like the one where it's called Behemoth. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's a good one. That was a yeah. good ride. Um, so it was like the almost 90 degree drop. Like it's, yeah. They added another one. What is it called? Yeah. Leviathan? Leviathan. Yeah. Also really crazy. The green one was it? I think it was I've green. Been, I have been on that one too. You're right. Um, I think There's a new one that just came out this summer, right? Or last summer? I think last summer. I don't, yeah, last summer they did release a new one, but I didn't go last year. So I don't mm. remember what it was. But yeah, well, they I'll did. Go, I'll go Canada's Wonderland. I mean, stay away from the water park because that's <laughs> gross. Um, we've talked a lot about water parks on the dunks before and how just disgusting they are. Uh, and actually how they sort of suck. Cause you gotta wait in lines forever. Um, but, uh, yeah, Canada's Wonderland. I've never been to Six Flags. I, I, I gotta go. Yeah. Superman ride for sure. I love rides. Okay. Final one. I like this one. Uh, Michael Sarah or Jonah Hill. Ooh. Good. That's a good question. I'm a bit, I guess I go Michael Sarah. Um, I was a big like fan of his, like right from the jump, like when he was like doing like weird, like internet shows. Um, the, what's the name? I don't know if you guys remember. 
uh, there was like, he did like a small internet show. It was like a eight episode thing. I can't remember the name of it right now. It was so funny though. This is like before he sort of like was kicking off. And Jonah Hill, like that's a really interesting question. Who's the bigger star? Is it Jonah Hill? It's gotta be. It might right? be Jonah Hill, yeah. It's Jonah, Jonah Hill, but bigger. I feel like Michael Sarah has like a pull with like younger people. Yeah. Got, like a cult-like following. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, so that's a good it kind of levels out, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, but Jonah Hill, yeah, you're right. It's been in bigger like blockbuster movies. Yeah, like, you know. Wall Street and yeah, Moneyball. Right. Moneyball, yeah. Moneyball. Um, I'm a big Michael Sarah fan though. I'll go Michael Sarah. Yeah. I like both of them. I feel but, like Canada uh, won that one. I feel like you you picked the Canadian one for a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Barbecue chips, M&M's, and the letter Z is where we lost. If I'm looking yeah. at it. There we go. But overall, I'm still Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I think your uh, passport yeah. your, can stay. We okay, well, that makes sense. It. I like <laughs> that there's a couple American ones in there that have sprinkled in. I mean, I've lived here like seven years now, so it makes sense that, it, that some have overtaken me. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I like that game. I could do another million of those. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so much fun. Um, Honestly, thank you for your time. You've been so gracious. And, you know, as soon as we told Alex Kennedy, we were like, we're having JE on. He was like, he was one of the first people who gave me writing opportunities for Ball Don't Lie. And like, just mentioned how like great you are to everyone who's starting up. And so we want to thank you for that. And hey, us it, shout it's, out? It, it, I, no, no shout out to me. You can follow me on Twitter at JE Skeets. You can follow the show at No Dunks Inc. Check out No Dunks on YouTube and obviously podcasts, wherever you download it. Uh, we got a couple new ones coming out this week. We're doing a squad episode where we draft teams. We're doing a Halloween squad. Let me ask you guys this. Ooh, yeah. I'm spoiling a few of the categories, but why not? Candy. If you can only draft one Halloween candy. Reese Cups. Reese Cups. That's, where yeah. I'm, that's exactly <laughs> where I'm leaning. Now, here's the problem. I, I think I'm... In that category, I'm almost positive I have like the third or fourth pick. There's no way that's going to be there on the board. So if you had to pick another one. Um, those little packs of Maynards, doesn't matter which kind. So like Sour Patch Kids, oh. uh, Fuzzy Peaches. Fuzzy I'm Peaches. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all team chocolate on these. I feel like the No, nah, I have a sweet. I like candy. Sour candy, like the, the Rockets, like the Canadian Rockets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Awful. There's these new ones that have little Reese's Pieces in them. Reese cups with Reese's pieces in them, so you can Whoa. draft that. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, no, that, that'll get that'll get shot down once Reese's Reception. pieces. Yeah, that, that that'll be a twenty minute fight on the next podcast for sure. Wonder Bar, then Wonder Bar, uh, Wonder Bar, uh, Wonder Bar, really? Wow. Yeah, I feel like anything with peanut butter is good. The guy always liked like crispy crunch, Wonder Bar. I love Mars bars. Oh my goodness! What, Hershey cookies is gonna go first. I feel like if Reese doesn't, like those are the two probably main ones. Yeah. Oh, Henry? <laughs> That's gross. I like Oh, Henry. <laughs> oh, I got no problem with an Oh, Henry. I'll take an Oh, Henry over a Mars. And Milky Way can get the GTFO, man. I, it's like, I, <laughs> oh, like, I don't I like hate it, Milky Way. Throw them like all out. Um, I like the Fuzzy Peaches call. How do you feel about a Swedish fish? Those are no. good. No? Fuzzy See, no. If, I have, if I have like a chewy candy, it has to be sour. Okay. I can't have it if it's really? like, okay. like a Bigfoot. Okay. Ew. No. <laughs> no, Americans don't have Swedish berries or fuzzy peaches, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have Maynards? Hold on. Really? I'm, I'm, like I'm Maynards. pretty sure I was reading a story. Oh, Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. Where, where um, Stephen Curry talked about liking to come to Canada because huh. that's the only time you can get fuzzy peaches. Oh, I didn't and know I was, My mind was blown. And I was going to throw it into oh. this quiz here, too, like this little this or that. Yeah. <laughs> I, now that you say that, I can't. 
picture it, but that's so weird because like this obviously an American store, like you go to a candy <laughs> shelf and there's like a yeah. thousand products. Like I just assumed it was there, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's not. Um, that was so much fun i hope you guys enjoyed it my name is iman and i was joined by both yasmin and kelsey today as well as our very very special guest jay skeets thank you to him thank you to all of you for listening please rate subscribe and do all of that good stuff and make sure to come out to our zoom party a spooky fiesta halloween at noon eastern standard time on zoom we'll send the link come join us let's debate kick you out a coffee crisp i want to hear your takes